This is an ABC podcast. Yo, yo, it is Pip Rasmussen here. No D Salmon with you on the Hookup podcast. She is off in the NT on holiday. Um, hopefully organic hoeing. Because if I had a dollar for how many times that girl said she freaking hates the apps, but then still dates people from them, I would estimate I probably have about $100. I think I've heard it about 100 times. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time that I went on a date that wasn't from an app. I feel like our brains are completely broken. And I feel like over the last few years, so many of us have turned to the apps to date Because we were all in lockdown and now it's almost like we don't even know how to meet people in real life anymore. And I totally get why sometimes it feels like it's the only way to date, but we are over it. We put up a poll on our Instagram and 95% of you said you are so sick and tired of using them. So in this episode, I'm saying this, enough is enough. Let's go back to the olden days, the golden days, if you will. I'm talking about a time pre-smartphone where organic, meeting people in real life was the only way. So we're going to find out all the best ways to meet people off the apps and in real life. All right, so how this is going to play out, I'm going to go through a bunch of places you can meet people and then we'll get some tips from the experts. And look, I'm alone in the studio recording this right now because Dee's away, but don't worry, she's in here a lot. She was like, hell no, I have so many stories, I have tips. So she recorded a bunch of them before she went away. So let's get stuck into some of the places you can meet IRL. You know, speed dating is kind of having a comeback, and someone who's spearheading that is podcast host and content manager Hannah First. She's one half of the amazing podcast, Single Minded, and the other half is her mum, Linda, who is iconic. And they cover so many great topics like single shaming, slow dating, the magic of old school romance, which we're going to get to in this podcast, and of course, a healthy dose of dating app hate. It actually got to the point where Hannah was so sick of dating apps that she decided to start up speed dating events. And here's how she created hers. So... I think some of the traditional speed dating companies do, you have like a spreadsheet almost. The person does all this work in the back end to like, and I just felt that that was more like a dating app. And I did, I really, like, I just didn't want it to be like, okay, you've got 10 people have ticked. You just sort of don't know who they are. So the way that I did it was there were like little business cards and it said like four and you write their name. And then it's like a a fact you might remember about me. And then they could put their phone number or their Insta handle and people were just like giving them out at the end or they gave them out during dates. And so like one girl that I was chatting to at the end, um, she gave her number out, I think to five people and she hadn't dated in two years and she didn't want to go on the apps. And she said it was like a rebirth because she just felt like it was like she was getting back out there, but in a really big way. Look, I know we bang on a lot about how much dating apps suck, but we do it because we know we're not the only ones who feel this. You tell us all the time. And this is the exact type of people who rock up to Hannah's speed dating events. People who don't want to be on apps anymore. How's it going so far? We're 10 dates in. <laughs> it's great. Like, I'm talking to people that I wouldn't normally, like, match with. Yeah. Um, but it's been good because I kind of found that people that I may not have matched with, I can talk with better than someone who I thought I would sort of click with more. This guy did ask me for a number. Yeah. Um, he seemed really nice, so maybe we could catch up again. Okay. Um, but everyone seems really friendly and okay. just 
willing to participate. As I know well. there's lots of tension in the air. There I love are. it. I can okay. feel it. <laughs> it's been really fun. Um, everyone's really nice, very open and chatty, and none of the usual first date questions actually, which has been really fun. Like just yeah. talking to people. Really mixed bunch. Yeah. Lots of fun guys. How and many numbers have you given out? Three? Yes! That's that a lot? That's, that's that good? good. Well, think about it. You wouldn't meet three guys in one night for 100%. Day. Yeah. I could have been on one date with one guy <laughs> and I've had the chance to meet all these single guys all in the same boat. So, no, it's been really fun. Let's talk about nightlife. Once the sun sets, things can get spicy. When you're out and about solo or with mates, you can meet people at gigs, bars, trivia nights, and music festivals. Oh, fun fact, Dee actually met her first boyfriend at Laneway Festival. Anyway, you can totally even link up with someone at the kebab shop at 4am after a big night out. Loz met someone at night. She went to a house party. At the beginning of this year, I decided to give online dating a red hot crack and went on quite a few terrible dates. Um, I had one lined up for this particular Saturday night and one of my friends had a very last minute farewell party. I was moving away and so I decided to bail on the date and go to the party. Funnily enough, I met a guy there who we had a lot of mutual friends with but we just never crossed paths before and we just hit it off instantly. Lots of chemistry, um, so familiar, like it just felt like we'd known each other forever. We shared things with each other that night that we hadn't shared with anyone. Um, And yeah, six months later, we're still together in a very strong, stable relationship, the strongest I've ever been in before. And um, it's just amazing. Okay, so we've big upped dating after dark, but let's not forget the meet cutes that happen in the daylight. There are so many hobbies that you can do that put you out there, take you to different places and make you mix with a whole bunch of new people. For example, art classes, group fitness, social sports, language classes, web design classes, rock climbing, which by the way, everyone is so obsessed with rock climbing at the moment. I'm certain you will meet a hottie there while clinging onto a plastic boulder because practically everyone is there right now. But yeah, Hannah highly recommends using your interests to get yourself out there. Joining groups where there's like aligned interests. So like a mixed netball team was like a big one. If you go to like a gym, that's all like, even if you're into CrossFit or something, hiking groups, running clubs, because if you don't, if you're not going out to bars all the time and meeting people and you're really sick of dating apps, well, like have a, like write down, like what are all your interests and start putting yourself out there and sort of like meetups and like, you know, clubs and community groups and just like start getting out there. And, you know, Chloe found someone special through her hobby, surfing. Driving out to this particular beach, kind of sitting in the car for a while, umming and ahhing, am I going to go out for a surf? I get out of the car and I get into my wetsuit and then I notice there's a car next to me and the guy has just come out of the surf. So we kind of just, you know, say, say hello and, you know, how was the surf? And yeah, he basically like encouraged me. Yeah, you've got to get out there. Like, it's really fun. And then, yeah, we just kind of kept chatting. Like, he was just super easy to talk to. So anyway, he um, he ended up giving me his, like, little kind of business card and wrote his, his name and number. And, um, yeah, I took it and I went out for that surf and I was thinking, wow, that guy was really nice. I'm going to definitely going to message him. We, we could go for another surf or catch up. Yeah, I messaged him a few days later and then maybe a week later we went out 
We went out for a chai and it turns out we kind of worked across the road from each other. But yeah, fast forward, I guess, like to the start of this year, I think I've had this epiphany, like I need to give this a go. I need to, I need to like tell him that I am romantically interested and I'm sorry that it took me so long. Um, And, you know, maybe that is an element of meeting in real life. It's, it is kind of scary, like to actually say it in in person when you've met in person it's you can't really hide behind this online sort of persona the whole time I don't know about you but traveling is one of my favorite ways to meet somebody there is nothing like that feeling when you're in a new country and you feel like a brand new you you're walking around no one knows you it's like a physical feeling of lightness and exhilaration it's the best and Hannah first feels that too. She actually met her boyfriend in Thailand. I mean, I find anytime I go overseas, people are in a really open mind frame. Like a, it's very open and you do start chatting to people just in random situations. But we were both traveling and we like got chatting and he's like really into the gym and I'm like, I was getting back really into fitness. So we started meeting at the gym <laughs> at five in the morning or he'd text me at five, get up. And I would just... I do not get up. I go to sleep at like three every night. So for me to like get up at five was, I must've really had a crush on him. Um, but anyway, I ended up getting up. We'd like do gym session and, and we just like got to know each other over a couple of weeks and yeah, just had like a really nice connection. And I think that the big thing is we had like something in common that we had that kind of fitness thing in common. So sign yourself up for some tours, stay at backpacker hostels, get amongst the ski season. You just never know who you might meet. And hey, do you even met someone cool while waiting for a plane? Okay, so recently I actually went on a date with a guy that I met at the airport. So I was sitting waiting for my flight with mum and dad coming from Perth to go back to Melbourne. And this cute guy was sitting next to me. Um, and I think I asked my mum a question or mum asked me a question and he kind of leant over and answered it. And anyway, we got talking. It was really cute. We spoke for like an hour. We're obviously on the same plane. He was moving to Melbourne. Um, we spoke about Perth and it turns out we had mutual friends. Uh, and I just thought this guy was really cool. And we were just like, I loved that way he was talking to my mum and my dad. And we just had such a great chat. And then on the plane, he was sitting a few rows back. So we had a bit of like, hi, when we would get up and go to the toilet. And then at the end, when we went to pick up our bags, uh, we got chatting again and he lived around the corner from me in Melbourne. So we shared an Uber, which was like an hour long drive from the airport. And we just spoke the whole time. It almost felt like a bit of a first date. And then he followed me on Instagram and basically we had a bit of back and forth and then he built up the courage to ask me on a date. So yeah, that was just a really nice date that came about from just like chatting to someone and being friendly at the airport. Also, big shout out to the local shuttle service too. That's how Tyler met someone. I mean, it wasn't exactly like a romantic overseas bus buddy moment, but it was local and they're still together now. Back when I was in year 12 at school, um, used to catch a bus home every day. One day, just saw her and made it my mission to find out who she was. Um, asked around, found out her name. Then one day, got in a conversation through a few mutual friends. Um, just got to know her and, yeah, kicked it off from there. Um, been together for four years now. Have a house, moving in together, kicking goals. It's all you could ask for. 
Mutual friends is such a big one. Get set up on a blind date, weddings, board game nights with friends. You can go to picnics, pre's, a hottest 100 party for Triple J. Hey, even meeting through housemates is an option. Um, I actually dated a housemate for like a solid year and a bit. And I know it's really frowned upon, but it was one of the most fun and lovely relationships I've been in. And I don't regret it. Obviously, it could have ended badly, but it didn't. Hooking up with a housemate at a party also went well for Andy. So I moved into my housemate's place and uh, on the first night we, you know, had a bit of a dance, uh, drank a fair bit of gin and we both did jujitsu at the time. So we had a bit of a wrestle on the ground trying to submit each other, getting a bit hot. Went uh, a week later and we did the same thing, you know, had a bit of a drink and... Yeah, we uh, had a bit of a dance as well, ended up ripping my jeans and as I was getting kind of like getting changed a bit drunkly, uh, she came over and she kissed me and I was pretty bamboozled by it all but we ended up, you know, hooking up that night and after being, you know, a little bit awkward for a few days, we kind of had a bit of a chat and we started seeing each other exclusively. Um, That went on for, you know, a few months and and, uh, yeah, that... Boyfriend and girlfriend since then, and uh, we um, have been dating for about nine months now, which is pretty awesome. So, you know, housemates to boyfriend and girlfriend, it's uh, been a wild ride, but, you know, we're here. We spoke to relationship coach and matchmaker Anna Swoboda about this as well, and she backs meeting through mates 100%, statistically, as well as in her own personal experience. 70% of couples that are actually married or long-term relationships met offline. And through mutual friends, it's still one of the top-rated ones. This is a great way to meet people because our friends know us best and they have our best interest in heart, usually. So they definitely will introduce us to someone who is compatible. I actually met my, my partner through a mutual friend. so I <laughs> And I went on more than a thousand first dates and mostly online. They were from online platforms. And yet, um, offline really well for me. So many people meet their partner at work, wherever you work at, on the job site, in the office. You know, you go on work trips, you do work interviews. And even Dee's dated a few people that she's interviewed. I've also been on dates with people that I've like maybe done an interview with for a story or I've met through um, someone at work that they were coming into the office. Uh, And so, yeah, that's also like, I guess, exclusive to my job. But I feel like it's a really nice way to like suss someone out uh, and just get to know them like on a really casual level. And then, you know, you might follow each other on socials or whatever and then eventually like go on a date. Okay, what about even those like happenstance moments in like the most random places? Let's say you're donating blood or you're picking up an old vintage couch from someone on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe you're doing a rental inspection and bump into someone cute. Maybe you meet a neighbour or you start volunteering. And that's how Kimberly met her now husband. I met my now husband when we were volunteering. We both signed up to volunteer for a marine conservation organisation in Brisbane. We got to see each other very regularly. And when you meet someone like that, you know already that your principles and your values are aligned. So um, we obviously got to know each other really well and we got to do lots of fun and interesting things together. We started dating and then we got married this year. Let's get into some more tips from the experts. We got to start at square one. 
Hannah first says that before you get your head into the organic hoe lifestyle, you've kind of got to readjust any expectations you've created from dating in the online world. When it's in real life, you do have to be a bit more patient. And I think that the the one thing that I've like learned from that experience is like when you're on dating apps, you kind of are in a mindset of like, there's an expectation. And so when you go into like conversations with people, I feel like having less of an expectation. So like, just because there's like a cute guy at the coffee shop doesn't mean that you striking up a conversation means that like, I want you. Like, I feel like that's sort of the mindset that I was in. I was like, oh, everyone's a potential. So I feel like just practicing having conversations in real life and striking up conversations in real life is really helpful. We spoke to dating and life coach Sharam Namdarian about meeting in real life and he says as well before you start pursuing think about the type of person you want to meet. I think the first question you've got to ask yourself is what kind of person do you want to meet because say for example you're like oh I don't want to meet people go to a, a nightclub for example at 1 a.m. 1 a. at Revolver you're going to meet different people than you would uh, at a grocery store, or you would meet different people as you would in one of those, what is it, the Pinot and paint classes, for example. Put your phone away, talk to strangers, say yes more, talk to your barista, do something regularly. You know, the gym, dog park, going to a coffee shop, classes, going to the library, and don't be afraid to approach someone to give them a compliment, especially if they're giving you the right signals. Here's Anna. Make eye contact and observe. Get the cue. If, if I'm interested, I will hold your gaze i will look back i will smile i will invite you my body language will be open if a woman wants to be approached she will make it easy for you you can even do the classic rom-com move of leaving a number on a receipt or a napkin and d has a story about this the receipt thing is such a thing I have done it a few times and I've actually gone into like shops and restaurants or whatever where people have left their number on mine. And I also just think it's such big dig energy or big pussy energy and I will always message. I mean, obviously if they're cute. But yeah, I just think it's such a good way to just like slyly be like, what's up? I think you're cute. Dee's got a story to illustrate this point of consistency. She consistently showed up. In lockdown, there was a park down the road from my apartment and I would just go every day and just walk around this park and then there was a personal trainer who was like training this older guy and we would always kind of give ice to each other and clock each other but I kind of got like a bit of an idea of his schedule so I would purposely go and like walk around the park every time that I knew he was going to be there and then eventually because we kept seeing each other and we kept kind of giving eyes it would turn into like a good morning and then it would be like hey how are you today and then it would be like a little bit more of a convo and then one time we just spoke for like three hours uh, and then got to really know each other and then we went on a few dates after that as well so that was just a really nice like organic meeting so what about if you're introverted and shy Anna's advice on this is to practice if you're really shy you haven't done it ever and you want to start meeting people you can prepare a one-liner and just rehearse it with a friend so it becomes more natural And then also the more you practice, the better it becomes and the more natural it becomes because it's like any skill. Dating is a skill. Talking to people is a skill. It's just a social skill, really. So we can get much better in this um, by just practicing. Sharam also has some great advice and encouragement if you feel down about your social skills. If you're unable to make eye contact, that isn't something to beat yourself up about. At the very core of connection, I would say one of the first things that actually happens is just proximity. 
It's like, are you in someone's space or not, not right up to them, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, are you near them? Are you able to connect with people? And that's what I feel like what most people miss in day-to-day existence is the fact that we are in proximity to new people all the time. Grocery stores, catching up with friends, you go to a restaurant, you live in an apartment building. The only difference is, is sometimes meeting people in those spaces can bring up all this different blockages like anxiety or whatever that stops you from expressing yourself in those moments where you would be like, hey, nice scarf. Hey, nice hair. And then that can create new conversations. And he reckons you should tell someone if you're feeling anxious, like completely own it. They might be feeling the same way too. It's like, hey, I'm awkward. I'd like to grab a drink with you sometime. Uh, vulnerability, there is power and vulnerability and people can see that as well as it makes it exciting for you because you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't die. <laughs> Let's chat about asking them out because it's one thing to strike up a conversation, but it's another to make the leap and ask for, you know, a social media handle or a phone number. Here's what Sharam reckons. It's interesting because it's like people focus on that and they're like, oh, but what if they say no? It's like, okay. What if they say no, you know? Um, But if you have a good connection, that should already be quite easy. Uh, But generally, if you've got something that's connecting you to, say dogs, we should walk our dog together. Go for the smallest leap, something that's already bridged in the conversation. And finally, Anna says her biggest tip is to just not be attached to the outcome. If I go out and I think, okay, tonight I need to meet this man I will start dating or I need to meet this fabulous person then I will stress and think this is such a big expectation and pressure. If I just go out with an intention that tonight I just want to have a nice time and I want to chat to people, then it's much less expectation that I put on myself and I feel relaxed. And then, you know, I have a better vibe and people vibe with me as well. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I feel like I kind of need to sit down to get through all of that. It was a lot of information and a lot of stories from you. So a big thank you to everybody who got involved in this episode, as well as Dee submitting so many stories herself. I'm obsessed. Her dating life is so wild, so fun. Um, But yeah, thank you to everyone for sharing. Make sure you uh, hit us up in the DMs if you have any questions at all. At Triple J, The Hookup. We love to hear from you. And you can email us, thehookup at abc.net.au. Get in touch. Let us know if you need help with anything or if you've got a question or if you just want to vent. Don't be shy. All right. I'll catch you next time. Bye.